1: You're listening to the Zinger Nation Power Hour, where we give you the rundown on the hottest trades and stock ideas. For the best experience and most up to date information, tune in live on the Benzinga YouTube channel weekdays at noon. Thanks and enjoy the show. Ready to
2: rumble. Zinger Nation jam-packed Show today.
3: Paladino 5%. What's up, disciplined investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznik here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash.
2: Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica mm-hmm. Billingley, is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. We made it. Made it through the weekend. Back at it another week. Check out beautiful downtown Detroit for me in the background here. Nice 70 degree day. Hottest day of the year. Happy 2021 everyone. Uh, let, let, let's dive straight into things. So I'm going to kick us off the way that we start every single day, which is to remind you guys what the point of this show is. We want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. That's what we're going for. If we're not delivering the ideas, call us out on it. Let us know. You got the chat. You have our email power hour app on zinger.com. You have Two million ways to get in touch with us. Um, so again, shout it out. We we we've got a, a a big day today. You know, let's make some money. All right, I like it. I like it, guys. So I'm, I'm gonna run us through the agenda. Uh, while I'm doing the agenda, yes, yeah, somebody said they love the intro. I'm all about it. Um, so so while I'm running through this agenda, dropping any tickers that you guys are talking about, trading, looking at today, so we can get the idea flow going already. Uh, if we have time, we'll, we'll get to some of them. I promise we'll get to at least three of your tickers. Uh, so so go ahead, get them in there. But all right, guys, what we have on the agenda for today, uh, we, we did two options trades together last week. We, we did uh, covered calls on Visa. We did some put selling on Palantir. Uh, I, I said we'll walk through the whole life cycle of the trade. So, so let's go ahead and do those. Uh, we're going to take some user calls right off the bat here. Uh, Producer Rohan, if you want to get that phone number up on the screen uh, so we can get some dials. Again, guys, use your call. Zinger Nation, it's a call out to you. If you have a stock to talk about, you have something to pitch, you have an interesting idea, call in. You got three minutes. Say whatever you want. Tell us about an idea. Get this you know, slow Monday morning started up for us and, and light it up. Um, I, I've got a handful of stocks to talk through. We're going to do Twitter, support.com, uh, Hall of Fame Resorts. Uh, we're going to talk about Turkey, and of course, we're going to do GameStop at 12:30 today. Nick from Bold Trade Finder is going to be joining us, uh, and then we're going to be having a pretty interesting ETF on at one o'clock Eastern. So, so, so that's the jam, guys. Again, the 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 way that we are just railing this agenda uh, is dropping your tickers in the chat. I've got my trusty pen out. Look at it, it's a little highlighter pen. Uh, so, so I'm going to be writing these tickers down. Um, so so that way we can uh you know make, make sure we're we're talking about what you want to talk about. But producer Rohan, we have somebody on the lines already.
1: We did we did have Okay, here we go. Boom. There we go. Good timing. Hello. Hey
0: Rohan, this is Ryan from Forever Reject.
4: Ryan, you're on the show.
0: How's everyone doing today? No oh, man, what's
2: up? What's up? Happy Monday.
0: Happy Monday to you as well. I got a ticker to drop with some DD I've done over the weekend, my friend.
2: There we go. First air horn of the day. Ticking the ideas off. First of the idea show. You're stirring Ooh. us off strong. What is it?
0: All right. It is a uh, Tellurian stock ticker T-E-L-L-Tel.
2: Okay. So that's, again, guys. Uh, Help your your fellows out in the chat, ticker Tango Echo Lima Lima. Somebody in Zinger Nation, drop that ticker in there. But all right, tell us about this stock. What makes it interesting? All right. Here's a one-year chart on the screen.
0: One-year chart. All right, gotcha. Yeah, so so the natural gas stock that has overall rebounded very well um, since the little last dip market we've we've been going through. But the main thing that has me focused in on the action Last Friday at the close of the market, literally twelve fifty nine and one green candle, we had twenty nine million buys come through, like at the buzzer, which was on Friday this past Friday. Yeah, just this past Friday, it was five x the normal volume that day in one minute at the close of the market.
2: Okay, here here here's a two day chart. So where's let's see where's where's end of day Friday. So uh, okay yeah. It's obvious right here. Okay. All right. Yeah, that definitely stands out in the chart. Yeah.
0: And I did some research on them. So recently they paid back some debt um, to a to a to a project in an um, driftwood LP. Um, they they paid back a, a big amount in which they also received from a lot of cash on hand, in which we're not sure which um, where the cash on hand is exactly coming from, but at the same time, we did have one of their shareholders actually start unloading shares, but still have a, a large stake in the company. Now, with 29 million buys coming in, you know, at the close of the market, and since all these three elements, uh, all, all these three. Um, you know, shareholders are still like intact with each other. You have Driftwood LP, Total Delaware, and Tulare, they all do transactions with each other and have in the past in, in April, 2019. Now with Total Delaware, you know, unloading shares and at the same time, um Tellurian receiving cash, it kind of seems like Total Delaware could be refinancing in, in, in a certain way before maybe a spike in the stock could be coming. At least okay. that's the kind of hypothesis I made around. Um, you know, they, out, of, out of nowhere, Tulare gets a lot of money to pay back Driftwood LP, and you have Total Delaware, you know, st- still in good, very good relationship with the company, yet selling off a little bit of shares. So I'm not sure where this huge buy is coming from, but it, it sounds like a little bit of refinancing to me, from what I've looked into. So that makes me pretty bullish on it at the moment, since um, I'm hearing this Driftwood LP project is um, going to be a go soon, hopefully in, uh, in Houston, Texas oil okay. project.
2: So 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 basically where, where you're at with it is and again guys ticker TELL. This is a natural gas play. It, it's interesting because they just refinance some debt um and and then you'll have uh uh hopefully this new project this new net gas project kicking off is that right
0: yes exactly so um you know with with all the three you know kind of mini catalysts at hand I think it's something to look into um, very soon. And, and in general, I've been playing this stock um, since it rebounded really well around 230s to 240s and did hit um, around3 dollars at one point. So it's already been working out very well on the weekly chart for me. And you know, even compared to the other oil stocks I followed, this has been the consistent gainer of them all. You know even when you compare it to um, you know kind of, kind of more smaller cap stocks that like to pop off with oil news such as Cambridge Energy, CEI, um Houston American, H U S A. Um, those kind of fall by the wayside a little bit. When Tell it has been just consistent for me um, within the last three to four weeks. So I like the movement overall. You know, when the oil market is kind of unsure in general, I like when one stock can really outperform the rest. And, you know, with the growing news, I think it's something to definitely keep in mind for everyone listening.
2: Awesome. And reminder, everyone, smash that like button, share the stream. A uh, c- couple comments for you, Ryan, out of the chat. Uh, we-, we got some folks saying that that, that big spike up that that trading shares was probably due to options expiration on Friday, which, which may make sense. Uh, and we've got a handful of people saying that that the chart looks great. Um, so 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 there's the deal there. And of course, guys, we're gonna throw this one out to Zinger Nation. If you if you like the stock, hit one. If not, hit two. If you're on the sidelines, hit three. Let, let, let's get some feedback again. Let's let's rally the troops. Let's rally up Zinger Nation. Get some of that idea flow going. Um, and, and Ryan, any final words of wisdom for us? No,
0: appreciate the appreciate the advice from everyone, and uh, hope everyone has a green week. Thank you so much, Luke and Ron.
2: Woo! I love it. There we go. Hitting that cash register. There it is. Uh, first idea. And and, and producer Rohan, why, why don't you throw that number back up there? Let, let's get one more idea from the crowd. What, while you're doing that, um, let, let's bring out some, some of these tickers on my list. Uh, just some real quick ones. Ticker TUR. Here, here's a one-year chart. This is the, the ETF for the country of Turkey. Uh, check it out. Down 20% today. For the third time, third time president, we're using president loosely, uh, Erdogan fired the head of their central bank. Currency in free fall, s- stocks in free fall. There's a few of those stocks that are listed on the U.S. Um, so, you know, be be careful there with Turkey. I actually thought about doing some bottom picking on this one earlier this morning. Uh, I, I chose not to um, just because, I don't know. Ge- geopolitically, there's a lot that I don't understand. The thesis for doing some bottom picking, basically, is: okay, if, if he fired the head of the central bank and is going to be installing somebody that he likes, is going to be doing uh, policies which are more favorable for the economy. That 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 should be a boom for for Turkish for Turkish stocks in general. Um, so 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 that was sort of my thought on uh, you know potentially bottom picking some of those because I'm still sort of hanging out in this risk off stance and we'll be at least until we we see spy get to 400. Um, I'm not hitting it, but, but there's another idea if that's interesting to somebody and, and producer Rohan, we, we, we got a zinger.
4: We have a zinger on the stream,
2: Cody, go ahead. Hey Luke, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. Welcome to the power hour.
5: Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So I got one that I, I recently came into. It's kind of interesting. Uh, it's the it's OTC, so that kind of threw me off a little bit, but the okay. float is just so low, and the market uh, cap is still really low. It's called T-A-P-M.
6: PAPM.
2: PAPM. So wait, wait, wait. PAPM. I think still maybe in the beginning stages. Wait, wait. G- give me another ticker or say it again. PAPM. Uh, oh, T. Okay. So got, uh, okay, so it's Tango Alpha Papa Mike. So somebody in Zinger Nation what? drop drop that ticker in there. All right. So 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 tell us about this one. Uh, I've got a two day chart up here on the screen. Uh, really really small stock guys. So so I'm not going out and endorsing this one in in any way shape or form. But but Cody, get give it, give us your rundown on it.
5: So I, I was looking into it. Um, they, they do apps. They have apps that are selling on the Android market and the uh, Apple market. Um, and they're, you know, one of them, they're basically casino apps. Um, but what caught my interest was back in 2018, they were in uh, the NFT market. And they are kind of re-emerging in that. So I they were doing NFTs.
2: Interesting. And look at and, this. They put out an NFT PR on the fifteenth of March. We have got it up on the screen here. Their press release. Okay, keep going.
5: So now it has a low of two dollars. So this is high risk. I'm I'm not endorsing it. I was just bringing it to people's attention. Um, it it being that it it I mean I I've been watching this for the last few days, and we're talking a couple hundred shares. This thing will move two three dollars um and so it's just it's one to keep on your watch list um with nfts kind of re-emerging and kind of coming in to play with cryptos um i found this one very very interesting um yeah just kind of want to throw it out there man
2: yeah this is interesting guys all right so so this is definitely an under the radar nft stock cody i mean i don't think anybody's Absolutely. heard of this stock you think you you might be literally so, the only one the CEO's mom hasn't heard. Yeah,
5: of this no, that, I, you know that whole uh, Warren Buffett theory of trying to find these cigar butts that you know are really small things that nobody's paying attention to. Um, that's kind of what I've been trying to play lately. And you know, NF or this TAPM with the NFTs kind of looks hot to me. And then FCAC is a spec
2: um, I've been looking at. Uh, with wait, Jordan, care- wait, wait, wait! Give us the ticker on that. You're you're fast with the tickers, man. One one more time for me. Uh, so foxtrot Charlie Alpha Charlie. All right, there it is. So so yep, we got the ticker. Somebody in Zinger Nation again. Drop drop the ticker in there. But all right, t- tell us about this one. It's a SPAC trading right at ten bucks.
5: Um, so this is a SPAC. Uh, it's merging with Sharecare, three point nine billion valuation. Oprah Winfrey, um, Doctor Oz signed on to it. It's ran by Jeff Arnold, the the founder of uh, WebMD, um, how things work. Um, so that you have a lot of big players. I think Justin Gansky got his name on the SPAC. Alan uh, M- M- Mnuchik, um, which is Steve Minuchik's brother, um, son of a Goldman Sachs banker. Um, okay, he's yeah. running the SPAC. Um, and it's, right now, it's just kind of flying under the radar, man. Um, at, coming up with Sharecare, Sharecare has multiple streams of revenue. They work with a bunch of uh, insurance companies such as Blue Cross, Blue Shield. Um, there's you know, one of their customers is Delta, which is self-insured that they're in the COVID place. So they're working with Florida and Georgia right now. uh, And and they're doing COVID vaccinations in which they kind of schedule the vaccination. Um, They give you a QR code. They give you your passport afterwards. And they said they're in talks with many other states at this time. So it's just another one that's kind of flying under the radar. Uh, Been really low volume lately. Uh but I have a you know a
2: feeling that it could pop, you know, sometime in the next coming month. All right. This is a good one. And and I know that we're coming off of SPAC attack, but, but let, let, let's do a lesson about these for a minute. And and I guys, we got the there we hook. Banners cleared. Uh uh so 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 you got the spAC trading at ten dollars and twenty cents. this spAC debuted at ten dollars per share. So so your your worst case scenario, if they don't do a deal is that you get 10 bucks back. So so you know your risk of 19 cents a share right now is pretty damn small. The the bigger risk quite honestly that you would potentially just have capital locked up in this thing if they don't do a deal. Um but but I do like these these $10 back stocks. I have a basket of them. Um it's interesting.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um and it's just you know everybody's eyes are kind of on space and the EV and lidar and there's so many of those kind of going right now um people with this clove health they've kind of just neglected health care but i mean it's still relevant
2: yep uh a hundred and ten percent all two, right you gave, all gave us two interesting them? ones uh you know we, we we've got the the under the radar nft one again it's really small not endorsing it in any way and then you got a SPAC trading at par value with, a, with the steve mnuchin connection I like it. These these are some some nice, high-quality stocks, Cody. All right, buddy. Well, good luck to you. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. All right. All right, guys. How about that? Boom. Monday, starting it off strong. Going to Zinger Nation saying, give us the ideas. Give us the stocks. Uh, Somebody in the chat, too, guys. This is what I love. Keep your ideas flowing in the chat. Somebody in the chat saying, ticker SOAC, just below dip below $10. Another, I'm guessing uh, pre-merger SPAC. Right now, it's at ten dollars on the spot. There's the chart. Again, like like I say, every single day, ideas are not just going to come from myself, not just from Jason. Most importantly, they're going to come from all of you out there in Zinger Nation. So drop us those tickers. Uh, all right, a, a couple other things to get to to talk about. Drum roll. All right, GameStop. Tomorrow is, in fact, GameStop Day. You've probably heard me say that before, ticker GME, of course. Uh, what What's going on with GameStop tomorrow? We, we have earnings, and then more importantly, the conference call, guys. Uh, again, th- this is the first earnings report that GameStop will be doing since all of the craziness, right? If, if I click into my trusty Benzinger Pro, I go back to look and look at their earnings history. They, they last reported earnings on December 8th. I go back over to my chart here. Let's look at a six month. Here's a six month chart on GameStop. December eighth was their last earnings report, somewhere right around here. So, so we have not actually, really heard from the company since all the craziness. I mean, like, like almost literally nothing. We we basically got one press release that said, "Hey, they're they they have a, a board committee that Ryan Cohen is leading to find a new CTO and head of e-commerce and that sort of thing." That's it. So, so tomorrow is the big day. We're we're gonna get quarterly earnings results out of the company. The period that they're going to be reporting earnings for is, is November, December, and January. So, so it has the holiday months in there, plus the first bit of the craziness, right? So if we want to look at that craziness, uh, all right, here, here on my chart, you see where my mouse is? I'll zoom it in for you. Uh, let's do this. All right, there we go. All right, so so where my mouse is, this is January 31st, right? So, so, so about the first half of the craziness, uh, uh, you know, where, where the stock was running, uh, is going to be in that earnings report so we're gonna get the numbers but but more importantly we're gonna have the conference call and, and we, we want to hear what the company says about their future and their strategy on that conference call we had rod alzman gmedd.com uh on with us yesterday producer ab let, let's see if rod is is free to come back tomorrow and, and do a little bit of a preview with us uh into the actual earnings report but basically what, what, what rod was saying two weeks ago was uh investors are going to want to see a very definite defined plan of action. If GameStop delivers, here's how we're going to transform the company. Here's exactly how we're going to do it. Here's a timeline. That's good for the stock. If it's ambiguous, they don't address it at all, etc. We have trouble. All right. So, this goes, so there's a little bit of a preview. Again, earnings are coming out tomorrow after the close. So we'll have some time to talk about it tomorrow. Um, but But check this out. Uh, I actually was looking at the GameStop options chain. This is the live brokerage account. I was looking at the options chain uh, before the show started because I was thinking, you know, may, may, maybe I'll hit GameStop into uh, into earnings, right? Maybe I'll hit some high-flying calls, right? The stock's at like 195, 200 right now. Maybe I just will, will grab some 300 calls that are expiring a month out, let them rip, see what happens. Uh, and, and then I got to the pricing, Check this out stock right now is trading at 192 that's the last print that we have here on interactive brokers um i scroll scroll in my options chain toward you know 25 days out look at that okay i i go to the 300 strike calls three thousand dollars guys three thousand dollars a contract Right. Okay, they're 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 trading at, at almost thirty bucks per contract. We know each contract represents a hundred shares. So 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 it's about three grand to get this action on GameStop. So so your break even, right? So so if you buy these calls, your break even is that GameStop has to get to 330 bucks a share. And you're staking three thousand dollars of capital per contract in order to do this. So so when I saw those prices, I was a little bit disappointed. It's A little bit rich for my blood to, to want to go and hit those. I was hoping it was gonna be like three bucks. Thinking, okay, if it's three bucks, three hundred dollar risk, I'm gonna hit that. Let's run up the GameStop. Uh, but it's yeah, three hundred. That's rich for me. Um, so 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 there's the deal, guys. Uh, I mean, let's look at the sixty days out. Let's see where these are. So so if you want to go sixty days out, three hundred. Oh my God, forty five dollars. $45. So your break-even is $345, and you're staking $4,500 to, to see if it'll get there. That is pretty nuts. Uh, seems like a, somebody's saying in the chat, seems like a good time to sell covered calls if you own the stock. 110%. Totally, totally spot on. Absolutely agree with that. Uh, if you own the stock, it, it's good to sell covered calls. Uh, if you like the stock, another thing. Let, let's look at this. Um, here, Let's go back to our 30 days out. If you like the stock, you, you want a, a little bit different of a way to get into it uh than, than just buying shares outright, sell puts against it. So 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 check this might actually be a trade for me. So 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 check this out. If we want to sell puts against GameStop, right? We're we're looking 25 days out on our option chain here. We'll we'll get 32 bucks, let's say, for selling the contract. So so we we sell one contract uh, we, we get $3,200 credited to the account right away. And then the risk that we're taking on is that is that we may have to buy shares of GameStop for $150 a share sometime between now and the the basically April 16th, right? Between now and the next 25 days. If GameStop is above 150, but between now and April 16th, we keep the 3,200 bucks. We run it up, throw it in the account, keep it there. Happy on the next trade. Uh, if GameStop drops below 150, let's say it goes to 100, we're forced to buy shares at 150. If it goes to 50, you're getting absolutely smoked on the stock. Um, this is, in my opinion, a better way to get long the stock than buying shares outright. Right now, selling puts against it, making you synthetically long the stock. Uh, so, so if somebody, uh, you know, wants to to get some action on GameStop into earnings, that's the way to do it. But guys, I I, I have a secret. I've got something going on for us. We're all going to get a little bit of GameStop action into earnings. Uh, but before I get to that, before I tell us how we're all about to get some of that GameStop earnings action, some of that GameStop earnings love, I'm going to make the ask. Share this stream. Blast it on your Twitter. Hashtag ZingerNation. Like the stream. Throw in a stock you're trading. Let's get this thing going, guys. It's slow Monday. Trying to get myself going. You know, run, run it up. Get some of these nice sound effects to... Jolt me back into existence, um, and and without further ado, producer Rohan, can we roll the video for our chat challenge? Singer Nation is going head to head to head to head to head every single week. What is the best performing stock of the week? In the All right, guys, you heard it, you heard it, you heard it. There's the video. It is time for our weekly chat challenge. We're going to have some fun this week. Last week, we said, what is the worst performing stock of the week going to be? Uh, I, Rohan, what what was the final winner? You did it. Was it GameStop or was it Plug Power? I saw somebody in the chat asking earlier. It definitely
1: wasn't me who did it. It might all have right. been Bree.
2: All right. All right. Chat, tell somebody Google this or, or pull up a chart. Tell me what had a worst percentage performance last week, GameStop or Plug Power. Uh, we we, we got to know so we can get last week's chat challenge wrapped up. This week, the, the the question that we are asking the crew, I'm about to drop this link in the chat. I'm going to spam it in there a ton of times. Is what is the closing price of GameStop going to be this Friday? Okay, here I'm pulling it onto the screen. Uh, I'm going to add add my sidekick, my partner in crime, Drew here onto the stream with us. Here it is. You you, you have the chat, guys. The sheet is open for editing. The question is. What is the closing price of GameStop going to be the, at the end of this week? You put your name here. Do not write over somebody else. If you need room, scroll down, right? See, look at I see these smart people already scrolling down to like row 50 and stuff like that. You put in your name, you put in your price. I'm going with the options pricing. Going 330. Bruski, where, where, where are you at with this one?
1: Ooh, GameStop,
2: up. end of week, earnings tomorrow. Conference call tomorrow. Uh what, what's the move? I'd say
1: two fifty. Two fifty?
2: All right, I'm gonna put in the entry for you. Luke Your we name have is
1: we have the winner and uh from last week. I got I got Bree to tell me the details. So it's it's C-A-N ticker C-A-N. Uh, and that was Larry H.
2: Larry H C-A-N Charlie Alpha November. Larry H. Congratulations, swag.benzinga.com, run by our good friend Caesar. Again, that's swag.benzinga.com. You get whatever you want out of that site. Email us powerhour at benzinga.com. We'll put it in the chat.
3: Damn, um, son,
5: where'd
2: you find this? Boom. There it is. Uh Hour at benzinga.com. Yeah. And 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 I like like what Christian Gallagher in the chat is saying about this chat challenge. Because I feel the same way, right? You don't even know which direction it's going to go. <laughs> right? I mean, this is a tough chat challenge, guys. Keep filling in the sheet. No, do not put it in columns F and G, please. Name in column A. Yes, in column B. All right? And here, I'll even do some nice little formatting for us. Um, let's see. How do we freeze a row on this view? There it is. Freeze. One row. So now you can even scroll down. See that? All right. Fill in the guesses, guys. I'm gonna paste the link, you know, one, two more times. Uh, and, and we're 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 gonna run the 32nd the Who Wants to be a millionaire countdown on this one. Uh if you do not have your guess in by that point, you 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 do not get to participate. You don't get whatever you want from swag.benzinga.com. You don't get Drew's voice on your home answer machine. Shout out whoever wrote the high Luke. If you want to write a message that shows up on the screen, like, like happy birthday, dad, you know, go ahead and put that on there too. Um, you know, Zinger Nation is about having some fun. I'm going to start calculating the averages. I'm going to roll the who wants to be a millionaire. 30 seconds on the clock. Do not run out of time. boom there it is drew time's up who wants to be a millionaire theme coming to an end again guys share this stream like this stream get your votes in there uh let's see how many votes we have let's run the quick count a if you guys ever wanted to do a workshop on like quick Excel tips and tricks, go through some of the most useful formulas, we can totally do that. Count A is how you count the number of cells in a range which are not blank. Fifty-four guesses so far. I see some stragglers. Thirty-four stragglers still on the sheet. We're, we're about to close it up. What do I, Drew? Get get give me give me your hot take reaction uh, on the 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 max, min, average, and median. I think
1: the max is actually a little lower than I expected. Like, we've seen this thing go, you know, for 80, almost 500. So, you know, something that high, honestly, would not surprise me. Min of 48, come on. Like, I I don't think that's going to happen. You know, this would have to be really horrible earnings. And I don't even think anyone really cares about what EPS or revenue is going to be at all. Average seems about what, you know, share price has been trading at for the last, week or whatnot so nothing too crazy there Who
2: and sell a1 whoever did that isn't is sort of an asshole uh, <laughs> but all right um so 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 here here yeah i'm in line with you i think that all of these are very realistic like normally you'll get like like a min price of like one dollar somebody just screwing around i think that all of these are are very realistic guesses Again, guys, the question of the week, if you're just joining us, what is the GME price going to be at the end of the week? That's what we're asking. Uh, Median of the group, 186, Uh, max 369.69. Shout out. you using my favorite number in there a couple times. Um, Then min 48 bucks down there. Uh, and guys, if, if you're just joining us, you don't know what's up on the agenda today. We're about to go to our good friend, Nick from bold trade finder. He's going to take us through some trade setups because this is the trade idea show. Um, we already got, uh, three calls. Drew, Drew you missed it. We had three people, three members of Zinger nation, call in picture stocks, the ticker FCAC, ticker TAPM, ticker T E L L. Um, we talked about T U R. We talked about GameStop now. Uh, so we're gonna have Nick from bold trade finder. Join us. I'm gonna do an update on my options trades in both Visa and Palantir, um, and then if we have time, we're gonna keep running. I've got eight other stocks to talk about written down from all of you out there in the chat, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll try to get to them, but but let's see see what what Nick over here, our good friend at Bull Trade Finder, thinks of, of this GME action. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? All right, GameStop earnings tomorrow conference call tomorrow we haven't heard from the company since the stock went from like eight bucks to 500 bucks where are you at, with it ticker hofv we're absolutely 110 percent going to cover that by the way um and, oh, yeah. and i'll give you some opinions there but nick yeah where are you at
7: so i mean honestly you know like i i i agree uh i don't think it really matters about the earnings but you definitely are going to see a decent sized move uh Whichever way, you know, they really decide to take it. Um, truly, I mean, let me look at the chart. Give me one second here. Because I think it's been up here for a while now. Um, I mean, good news is it's at a fib level. Um, but I, I definitely think, I mean, obviously, there's more downside than upside here, in my opinion, <laughs> um, as well as many others. I think Can't should say that.
2: Somebody's about to get doxed. It's not me. I tried <laughs> to buy calls in this thing. How, how, Nick, Nick, let me ask you this: How, how, yeah. how much do you think stocks at one ninety-five? How much yeah. do you think the 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 monthly, sort of twenty-five days out? Drew, you got to guess this one too, okay? Twenty-five days out, three hundred strike calls are
4: what,
7: what they're going to be, or what they are now?
2: What they are right now. We just looked at it on the show I'll pull uh, it back up in a second here after you guess drew you got to throw out your guess in too. The 20 range or 30 range all right T- pick one 20s or 30s I'll say uh I'll say 30s all right drew where are you at
1: I instantly thought of 20 20 bucks
2: mm-hmm. 20 bucks thirty dollars that's right yeah isn't that crazy? So, yeah. so, so, like, I wanted to buy the calls. Like, if they were th- I th- I thought they were going to be like eight bucks or something like that. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to nah, hit the YOLO GME call box, into earnings. Yeah, 30 bucks. Uh, if, if somebody does want to get long the stock, um, look at this. You can sell the 150 puts against stocks at 195 right now for 32 bucks.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So, that gives you a decent amount of downside to go. So, 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 I, I sort of like that one um i i may do that tomorrow we'll see we'll see how the stock is moving into the earnings report again i I'd, I'd like to to hit it uh and all right we'll, we'll close this this gme challenge in a second here i got one last zinger saying they're not at a computer needed me to put it in for them. i got you it's skew boss at 329 all right guys and with that let's see how many total entries we got we're gonna close it up equals count a again that's how you count the number of non-blank cells in a range Mm -hmm. 67 sharing settings going to view only done all right there it is we'll be checking in every day hit subscribe if you're not in the stream yet hit subscribe we'll come back we'll check it out um Uh, and somebody saying that we have a warning on the the video on YouTube. Okay. That's sort of funny. Let's see this
7: COVID-19 warning.
2: Oh, that's hilarious. you You guys do. I saw that too. When I was looking at it, I didn't notice that we got Trumped dude. Look at this. Benzinga power hour spreading false information about COVID vaccine. We're not, we're just talking about YOLO trading stocks. That's what we do on the power hour. Okay. Um, so that's, that's sort of funny. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, did you gents see what uh, Trump said yesterday?
7: Uh, no, what would he say? He's coming back with his own social platform. Oh, actually, no, I did see that. I did see that. I so, did so see here, that.
2: Yeah, here, here's our one-day chart of Twitter down 2% on a day when I think Spy is up. Is Spy still up? Yeah. So yeah. Out. We got a day where Spy is up a percent. Uh, tri- triple Q's up 2%. Mm-hmm. And you've got Twitter down 2%. So, so if you look at, at the yeah. triple Qs, you look at Twitter, it's like a 4% delta move right there. Uh, Trump is coming after them. Uh, we'll see
0: if anything materializes. Yeah, but all right, I, Nick. I saw that. Uh,
7: I saw that too. And yeah, the Qs are being helped a lot by Facebook, uh, NVIDIA, and Netflix today. A lot of strength in those names. I had a morning trade on Netflix, um, so it really worked out. That's why the Qs are up a lot today.
2: Yeah, Facebook, I believe all time mm-hmm. high. Let's check our trusty Benzinga Pro again, guys. Pro.benzinga.com if you want to check it out. Um, I'm gonna go to BZ Wire here, or sorry, BZ Signals. Got a lot of options activity. Do I see that all time high? I don't know, not yet. So maybe it's not an all time yeah, high. Not yet. Uh, let me check. It's got to be damn close. Yeah. I'm no, actually it, only it, saying that because somebody in the chat it. said it. Oh, it's not all time. Check yeah. this out. So here, here's your level to watch, guys, okay? If you're trading Facebook, look at this. Double yeah, top right at 305. Two of them. Beautiful, beautiful, beautifully clear chart. If, if you guys saw us nail chart torchlight literally at the penny last week, this is the exact same setup that we're looking at for torchlight. Um, we, we see we got stopped right here before. We're, we're moving above it right now, like right around 298. 305, that's the next level. We're either going to get rejected there or, or we may have started to move higher. So, all right, Nick, you you ought to share your screen. You usually have some good charts for us.
7: Yeah. uh, I don't remember that stock that I gave Jason last week, but it went up 70 cents and then his computer crashed. I know that worked out well for him. It was, uh, I can't remember the name, but I don't know if he sold it. Hopefully he did. It it had a good move. Uh, Let me bring up the chart and we see what we got here. Look
2: at this, Drew. Somebody in the chat throwing us some love. YouTube's warning can go to hell. all right yeah share your screen i'm gonna take mine off all right there it is we have it i don't know if you can make it any bigger probably well, not yes, I here i can make it bigger too all right uh, all right Ta- take us through it. it what you saw uh that made you want to get into it and then if you're out of it now uh what, what you saw to make you get out and funniest comment of the day so far vs all the smart money is moving out of twitter and into trump social so that's a good one <laughs>
7: um so i'll just go over my morning trade quickly and then we'll go into possible trades that we could look at for the rest of the day all right
2: let's do it let's do it T- take us through it you and drew uh by the way is this
7: good is the screen like big enough
2: yes if if well let's ask zinger nation guys if the screen is big enough drop that one in the chat if not drop the two um oh god what are you doing sorry we sorry. just got in- incepted right. there you go there i'll you tell go. you if they say that it's too small i'll let you know that's what me and drew are here for okay
7: all right um all so right,
2: take us through the setup
7: yeah so as you could see the strength at the open um i rece- i actually got in on a round the 523 level so it was actually the start of this like i guess you could consider it i guess a mini flag or just mini consolidation period uh before the next move um i got in like right around 522 and went with the weekly march 26th 525 contracts And I saw resistance around the 527 to 530 area. And, um, once we kind of got into this, I sold around just around 528, 529 in the middle of that, uh, 527 to 530, um, and took profits there ever since then, it's kind of been just flat, possibly flagging, um, and other names have taken over the strength, um, since the morning, such as Facebook, even Apple. And Nvidia, which has done really good as well. Um, this is what you know. A lot of people should be focusing on if they're day trading options is basically just finding the names for strength. Watch it the morning, um, see how they react off the first dip or so, and then you know take a small entry and ride it up. For example, look at Nvidia today. You know, same thing. Just a morning, nice morning gap up, took a little dip, and then just literally went straight up from there, over like fifteen points. So that's, you know, a good thing to do, uh, for day trading options. And that's definitely one thing that could help you become a better trader and trying to, uh, see these, uh, patterns a bit more. Um, another thing that I just want to share about, uh, to everyone is. With something that I'm implementing to everyone on Twitter, everyone, you know, on all social media as, as much as I can is. When you have profits like these, because I've seen a lot of people uh, recently, you know, lose a decent amount of their accounts, you know, on these dips, on these sideways movements. Um, So, for example, the Netflix trade this morning, um, I made around $3,000, which is a good trade. It was around 33, 35%. Um, I took out around $300 in profit, which is around 10%, and transferred that back to my uh, bank account. Um, I think this is a good strategy for many people to implement to preserve cash going forward into these markets. Um, and even when the markets are good, you know, it's just a good thing to do. You could do it daily, you could do it weekly. You know, just take five to ten percent of trade or five to ten percent of your profits weekly so that you're preserving capital so that, you know, if a downfall or drawdown happens again, you know, you're not out of the game, you're not you know hurt in a big way it's just another way to preserve that capital um other than that let's get into some trades
2: yeah and, and nick But before we do that yeah. can, we, can we pull one out of the chat from zinger nation that yeah. they've asked about the ticker like 18 times the ticker is amat a m a t can you give us some thoughts on that I'll, I'll try to give some thoughts if i have any in, in soul drewski
7: yep uh so the five minute looks pretty strong. It Looks like it's from the open has been very good. Okay, and when you say five minute, that's, yeah. that's
2: guys. Each candle, each red and green candle there represents five minutes of time.
7: Uh, let's see. I'm just gonna play around with this for a second. Uh, so definitely could see like a top over here. Oh, hold on. Let me fix that.
2: Pull this up on mine too. Yeah, and guys, so, so so check this out here. I'm going to take the screen share over for a second. Uh, so, so this that's is my trusty Benzinga Pro. i throw you a couple Zooms. Uh, check this out. When, when, whenever we have a stock that's making an abnormal new move, Benzinga Pro says right at the top what's going on. So you can quickly see, like, hey, if there's news, here's what the catalyst is. Uh, I'll read it out for, for Applied Materials, ticker AMAT mm-hmm. really quick. Uh, applied Materials Shares are trading higher after the company provided an update on the – yeah. Kakusai electric <laughs> acquisition agreement reported the board of directors approved a new 7.5 billion dollar buyback authorization huge seven and a half billion dollar buyback uh, let's see market cap of the stock 108 billion so that is absolutely material uh, somebody in the chat is saying what does that buyback mean so, so so let's answer that question really quick so so basically we we have this stock right? They have, I don't know, let's say as an example, uh, 100 million shares outstanding, okay? 100 million shares that can be owned by everybody across the board, the insiders, the institutions, the retail, et cetera. Um, and, and so if the company pays a dividend, that dividend gets distributed across 100 million shares. The company has earnings. We're looking at a PE ratio. That's, that's distributed across the 100 million shares, okay? So, so when a company buys back shares, it, it means that, that they're going to take those shares, cancel them. So instead of there being, let's say a uh, hundred million, maybe now there's uh, uh, 80 million as an example, right? So that means when, when they pay that dividend, instead of it being spread out a hundred million times, it's being spread out 80 million times. So, so, so there's more per share. Uh, so, so, so typically buybacks are a good thing. Companies would only do them if they think that they're flush with cash, they've got the money to go spend to buy back their stock. Because um, really who, who do buybacks benefit most? It benefits the company executives. Right, they are the largest owners of their stocks typically, uh, and and so so the executives are saying, hey, as a, a top shareholder of this stock, I think we should go buy them back. It's going to help me. It's going to help all of my fellow shareholders. Uh, so so that's what a buyback is. Um, and all right, Nick, I, I'll I'll let you you keep going with your thought on the stock.
7: Yeah, no, no, uh, I, yeah, the buyback is very good. Um, recently they just brought that back. If I'm correct. Uh they paused it for a couple months. Uh that
2: can nice any of you COVID pause that? maybe? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know for really sure. Nice.
7: I think they did uh pause it. But uh other than that, you know, truly the chart looks good. There's a lot of volume support in this area. And as you can see, there's a lot of openings and closings in this, in this area, so there is support. Um if it falls down, you would want to see it hold this 113 to 114 area. Hold on, let me go in a little more. Um and obviously, I would want to see a breakout over this, like, 123. Um, as you can see, it kind of gets rejected there a lot and then comes back down. Um, so so you, that would be a a Sorry, strength. Sorry. No, no worries. Uh, I was just going to ask real quick. Are you more of a fan of trading the breakout or buying the dip? Um, if the dip happens, uh, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of buying the dip. Um, it's either or, truly uh i would like to see a dip in this 115 area to really be a buyer uh but if it breaks out of this 123 124 i'd i'd be a buyer too uh just at a smaller amount just in case it does dip so more so scaling in on the breakout uh very small that's and kind that of if where it am I runs, at. and
2: breaks out then you then you hammer it is that what you're thinking
7: yeah, that that's kind of my thought process. I'd, I'd scale in slowly on the breakout, but I, I'd scale in a little bit heavier on the dip. So, like for example, if I if the if the stock broke out, I'd go 25% of my position uh, at 123 or 124, and if it closes that day, you know that that's where I'd buy. Um, now, if it didn't do that and it went straight down first, I'd probably start my position at like. Uh, 35 to 40%. So there's a little, you know, different in different, wow, (laughs) differences in the percentage of my position to start with. But yeah, I I would prefer the dip, but if it breaks out, you know, I'd be interested to get in as well as it seems like it would be with strength.
2: Okay. All right. And then I'm going to throw something at you now, Nick. First, I'm going to shout out to all my Zingers out there. Zinger Nation, like it, share it. I've said it three times. We'll say it one more. But do it, come on! We got to get these numbers up in order for us to keep doing this show. We're, yes, we we're at a little bit of cancellation risk, so that's why we got to do it. And then, Mister Nick, ready? Yep. All right. We're at, we're at rapid fire time, okay? okay. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do, we're gonna take six minutes, three stocks. All right. So so I'm gonna give you one ticker. Everybody in the chat's asking about FLNT. So let's hit that one and then rapid fire yeah. us through two setups. Like boom. And boom, I was going go over this one. What? what I, I was going to go over this. Yep. All right.
7: Perfect. All right.
2: Hit it. Hit, hit this one. And, and then, yeah, two more rapid fire on the clock. Let's go.
7: Hi, right. FLNT. Uh, still my long-term, I will not be selling this. Uh, like I said, I sold in the seven to eight range, 50 to 60% of my account, uh, of my position in this, uh, stock, I mean, and I will be adding a lot soon. I said before the earnings to sell, you know, possibly sell 25 to 50 percent. I sold around 2,000 shares as well as like 50 contracts, and um, as you could see, it was a good choice. I said we could possibly get a dip and rip, just as APPS and MG and I did over there before they started their massive run as well, and. FLNT is the only reason why this is truly down. The earnings were fine. Um, it was the guidance for the next quarter, which is quarter one, where the CEO stated they would probably receive a hit into the 7 to 10% range in revenue growth just for this quarter because they are transitioning into focusing on the big five new clients that they just received in the past quarter, which was quarter four that they just reported on. And, you know, that obviously didn't sit well with many, including myself. Um, it kind of just means the trade is a little longer than we expected. Uh, but as stated, you know, this is a long-term trade. It's been a long-term trade since I entered four, uh, three to four months ago. At All right, so you like five. it. You
2: still like the stock. Oh, yes. I still like the stock. All right. So, so there's that one. Hit, hit us two more setups. Give us two, uh, two hot ones.
7: Well, one to watch is one that's actually moving a bit right now. Um, I'm going to pull it up. Let's see. Archon broke out of this also, this trend line that I had here. Um, but this one's been going crazy over the past hour now. And I honestly just saw it uh, recently. So this is one that could definitely move fast. It's definitely one to be careful of. You could possibly draw something here. Um Hold on one second. Let me see. You could possibly draw the. Nah, no, I'm not gonna do that. I mean, you could kind of see something like that. Right, you know, this is R C
2: O N. Yeah. Okay.
7: So, so, this so, is- in
2: order to get long this one, do you want to see it bounce off of that bottom support there, or what do you? Uh, mean? if it could get there, yes. If it could get there, if not,
7: it could possibly bounce in this 475 to 480 range. Um, I'm not sure why it's up. I'm going to see if there's news. Um, But it seems like it might just be running on volume and uh, technicals. Uh, And this one does move a lot and quickly. So it could be a a good scalp trade to watch for the rest of the day and going in and out um, for 10 to 20 cents in here and there. And it doesn't seem like there's any news that I'm looking at now. Uh, But, you know, getting into this range 470 – could be a possible good dip entry since we fell from the 5.10 range and a high of like 5.15. So possibly get a second run um, within a short amount of time. So, you know, entry could be 4.70, possibly 4.60 to 4.70. So we'll give a 10-cent range. And stop loss would be around 4.40, 4.45, so stop loss is 445, entry is 460 to 470. Uh, the ticker is R C O N and profit would be possibly 485 to 490. So everything's right. one said, more. One more. Yep. Everything I just said on that one is basically like a 15 cent
2: range up and down from the entry. All right, guys. And again, we- if you're just joining us, we hit the dun dun dun. He likes FLNT. He likes R-C-O-N, I'll drop those tickers in the chat and, and give us the third one, sir.
7: This one's not good. Let's see. hmm. I'm trying to look here. I'm trying to look at these top movers. This is what I really like to see: um, things with strength, things with the most volume. All right, all right. Uh, could possibly look at this, but it looks like the volume's pretty low. Uh one moment.
2: All right, if you, if you, you don't have this one, I'm going to give yeah. pass it to Drew.
7: Drew will give yeah, us no, our last it, rapid yeah. fire stock.
2: What? Mm-hmm. You can pass it. All right, Drew, rapid fire stock. What is it?
1: Rapid fire stock. If not I, I got tickers, tickers for days. I go man. with Enphase Energy. This thing has been on a dip for a while, love me some solar stocks. You know, next gen stocks, the future stocks. Maybe five. There's one-year part of it like on the screen. Thing is making a nice little bit of a comeback here. All right, people. So you know, it's been a little bit up and down, up and down. I had an insane rally in 2020. Things were going absolutely bonkers. Tech pullback. This thing it needed to pull back for sure. But I really think that this company is going to continue to kill it. And you know, just keeps on going
2: up. Boom. There we have it. Rapid fire round. You 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 got Nick, Bull Trade Finder. He likes FLNT. Uh, he also likes R C O N. And then Drewski with the third pick, rounding us out to your E N P H N phase energy. Boom. Boom. There it is. Boom. All right. All right. There we go, guys um all right any final words of wisdom if if not yeah i got got two tickers to hit before our next guest in a minute here
7: Uh, i got a quick one luke uh it's one that we talked about on the last show uh z d g e um i talked about an entry with you and jason at around the 1350 range um and since then it did hit that range it actually even went a little lower into the twelve fifties. and today it hit a high of 1680 so just in a few days you could have got a basically a two to three dollar trade uh and that one worked out well and that one you know could be good longer term but i would only add on dips from here
2: all right there we go all right guys we'll 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 drop the link to, to hear more from nick in the chat thank you sir for joining us Throwing us tickers. There's four of them for us. You also gave us the, the uh analysis on A mat out of the chat, out of Zinger Nation, representing for you guys. So so I appreciate you coming and hanging out with us.
7: Yep. Thank you guys. All Thank right, you. all right.
2: Take care. And I see what Mr. Razmix
3: here. Family. How you Woo. be? How you guys be? How was your weekend? Um, I'm a little late to the uh, show today. Or no, I'm two minutes early. I come out at one now. But uh, I've been working on some cool product stuff for you guys. You guys have been emailing me and DMing me on Twitter. Wait about one more week until what I have to release for you guys. You guys will get excited. And I, and I, UPod. this is Jim Kramer's instant messenger name under promise and over deliver. And I'm you podding you guys, I got some stuff. I got some stuff, but what I wanted to do, I wanted to buy $150,000 in stock for you guys and see some nice fun movements in the market. But we have 601 people. I can't do it until we have 750 people. So if we're going to do that, you got to share and do all that stuff. I mean, I see some shows with 4,000 people. If I, I don't know if they're doing some hack or what have you, if you know, someone send them my number 248-76-0000. seven, six, six, zero, zero, zero. I'm ready to hire two, four, eight, seven, six, six, zero, 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 whatever, whatever it takes a PPS. You sold too early BNZMB. I'm happy to see that we got what's the name with us. Uh, I mean, what's his name? What's your name? Dys- dyslexic invest is your new name. That's, yeah.
2: his, uh, that's his new name, I guess.
3: Shout, all right. shout
2: out for all the dyslexic people. I like it.
3: Yeah. Tiny pie. You gotta like figure it out. Um, all right. So this is going to be exciting. We got, we got this guest coming on. We got a lot of stuff happening at one o'clock. We have a lot of stuff happening. My portfolio today, Luke, are you up a lot today?
2: Uh, uh, so, I got signed out on my desktop. I was about even earlier today when we started the show. How to share? Let's see. Well, what am I up now? I'm up 150 bucks. It's pretty much flat. Yeah, let's see it.
3: This is going to be crazy. All right. Well, while you're
2: pulling that up, uh, I've got to call this one out. Saw this one in the chat, Tigger. H O F V Hall of Fame Resorts. Where did you hear it first? Where? Zinger Nation Power Hour, baby. Look at the move in this stock. <laughs> Here's a five day chart. Stock broken out from two eighty to five dollars. CEO on the show last week before the move. Stock is moving higher on, on some some NFT chatter. Uh, you know, Benzinga News Desk, Benzinga Pro, Pro.benzinga.com. Uh, exclusive comments from the company on a potential move at NFTs basically said they, they're aware of them, they're looking into it. But check out this move, guys. We literally had the CEO on the show last week. Stock has doubled since then. Uh, so, so if if you miss this show, I I hope you're really rich. It means you have so much money that you don't care about hitting these hundred percent baggers.
3: All right, here we go. Here we go. Let me give you a little update. Here's me. Here's what I got going today, Luki. I got uh, Tesla. We're up. Look at that
2: in your portfolio. H O F V four thousand shares. You've doubled your money on that trade, Mr. Resnick.
3: Yes, sir. Up four thousand bucks today. We're up 24K on the Tesla, but HOFV, I listen to the Benzinga Power Hour. I make money. Actually, I print money sometimes by listening to the Power Hour. It's insane that these other guys don't listen to it. Like It's just insane. There's a company called Enphase, E-N-P-H. I think Aaron Bree may have just been talking to it. I think he may have just been talking about it. And look, I own it. And this is just in one of my accounts. I have other accounts. Oh, they're giving me a light here. I see. I see what they're doing. V I S L Z D G E. They were on our show. I mean, look at this. L- just by listening to the freaking Power Hour, I do nothing else, guys. I listen to the Power Hour. I literally do nothing else. Look at my account, Leslie's. Yeah, that's gonna be a long one. Work. That's you know, M G N I Magnite. I mean, E X P I. We had the CEO on tap. um, Leslie's, and now we're gonna get to some of the down ones for the day.
2: Yeah, um, we got some some awesome love in the chat. Basically saying they make so much money listening to the show. Eric saying
3: options now let's do it. But you guys helped me so much. I used to just hold stocks, but now I make extra money selling options. Yeah, Eric, I gotta do that too. I gotta sell. Um, yeah. And yeah, we we hire every do we clubhouse everybody, do we hire like people? Dude, we hire everyone. There's about hundred and twenty people here. Um, We have shows um, hosted by every race, ethnicity. Like I said, when I started the company, I didn't know who anyone was. And like I said, I started the Detroit FinTech Association uh, training uh, financial financial literacy in Detroit high schools. We hire every single person, people that want to impact the outcome. And if they don't, then we go in the schools and try to teach them. That's what we do. Okay, so take your hate and take it somewhere else because you won't win here. It's the one place you won't win.
2: All right, damn! I love reading all these. I mean, that's what Zinger Nation is all about—here to make some money together. Um, so, Jason, for first reaction—you—you—you've uh, got uh, Kathy Wood, three thousand dollars, twenty twenty-five Tesla price target. Where, where are you at with it?
3: I mean, we knew it was coming, so I don't, I, like, I think that's why the increase. But we knew it was coming because on the Benzinga Raz report. We had Kathy Wood on, and she said, I have a new price target for Tesla. So I was buying call options based on that. And now we're up 6.5%.
2: I was going to say really quick, I ran a, a survey on Twitter this weekend. It said $3,000, 2025 price target, too high or too low. Almost exactly even. I just dropped the link in the chat. 53% of people said too high. Uh, 47 said too
3: low. So, so the, the crowd is mixed on this one. Well, all I'm trying to say, Luke, is the game is not going to get easier than that. You listen to the Ravs report. You have Kathy Wood on New Price Target. She's the most foul analyst in the history of analysts. And the stock was going to move. Yep, you she actually like,
2: said that. And I saw so many chat members as soon as she said that said, I'm getting into this thing. Easy.
3: Exactly. Um... Luke is the luckiest guy. He gets paid to make money buying and selling his own stocks with his boss too. Um, That's true. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think we have our I think we have our guest in the waiting room. Yep. Let's hear. Do you know how to do it?
2: I know how to do it. Do you know how to do it? I don't think you do. Oh yeah. Well, what's this.
6: What's up, man? Welcome to the Power Hour. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. This absolutely. This is Capital. Yeah, we,
2: we, we try to make it fun. We, we we promise a couple things in this show. We promise that we're going to bring trade ideas. Yep. We promise that it's going to be very entertaining and that we're going to have gimmicks. So, so we're go. hoping that you can help us <laughs> with at least the first one, which is the trade idea. And mm-hmm. if you, you have gimmicks as well, we will absolutely take that. <laughs> um, but all right, guys, we, we we wanted to bring Bruce onto the show. He runs a very interesting ETF. Um, I, I'm going to pull it up on the screen here. I'm going to put up a one year chart. But but Bruce, can you, can you tell us a little bit about it and, and get everyone antiquated?
6: Okay, sure. And uh, actually, we thought about the idea almost like two years ago. Back then, a couple of friends, you know, now partners, we were thinking, "What's the next thing to invest?" When the 40 cycle was almost over, we are. Looking at the 5G cycle, and uh, the way we look at the 5G is not just 5G itself. We we really look at it from the, the cycle perspective. Who might benefit from there? It's it's a you know the decade long process. That's a little bit dif- different from other like 5G ETFs out there. Well, you know, we made a conscious decision to do an ETF rather than you know traditional hedge funds. You know, for the exact reason we got asked by many friends, friends like you know young friends like you guys. And uh, back then, like, oh, what should we buy? What should we sell? Bruce and uh, and the other like uh, partners got the similar questions. We were thinking, why not just you know uh, do an ETF? That's much easier. And uh, that put all your best ideas to capture the, the biggest themes for the decades to come. And you know, I feel com- if I feel comfortable to put my sister's money, and my parents' money into it, I should feel very comfortable to you know recommend that to all my friends.
2: Okay. So see, see, I thought you were going to say, if I feel comfortable, put my own money in it. But you just upped the ante right there. You said you're putting your sister's money in it. So if you're putting your sister's money into it, that means you have a, a very, very high degree of confidence.
6: Exactly. Well, my, my money is in there. That's a given. So I don't <laughs> even want to talk about that. <laughs> so I, I, I do manage my parents' money, my sister's money a little bit. And uh, so actually, most of their dollar assets, I manage for them. And I put a very significant, you know. Into WGI right now. I have confidence. It's not like you know for short-term trading vehicle. This is actively managed ETF. You know that's one thing I want to tell people. That's not if you want to just trade the tech exposure, QQQ and SLK and the many other things you can use. Uh, you know uh, WGI to a certain extent, ARKK is for people who have a long-term view. You where you park your money, especially in this environment. You know. Putting into yep. you know a uh, 60-40 portfolio may not be the optimal solution anymore when the rate is so low. You are looking for the this is a growing pie story. Focus on the where the pie is growing faster, bigger than anybody else, a- everywhere else. So I think that's the thesis that you are driving this. It's a buy and hold kind of like things until right. the cycle turns. <laughs> and, and and so so
2: like like when you're doing like actively managed ETF. Uh, how active is it, and can you talk through some of the largest holdings of the ETF?
6: Okay, sure. Uh, first of all, that's actually a very good question, uh, Luke. Uh, we are very actively looking at the portfolios, thinking about the new names. What should we add? What should we in? But if you look at our turnovers, it's not that much. Probably much less than you know, uh, at least like compared to Ark, much less than Ark. Last year, I believe our number is around only like twenty-six, below thirty percent. That's a relatively low. Why? We don't trade quarters in, quarters out. Like again, back to the we have a long term view. I want to say, you know, like think about like in the 40 cycle and the, at the beginning of the 40 cycle, if you have the faith in the guys benefited from this you know, mobile, mobile internet, you hold on to Amazon, uh, Netflix, Google and, uh, and Apple, you know, especially. Your portfolio has ten years later. Your, your portfolio has been doing fantastic. So that's what we are trying to achieve in the five G cycle, and we try to find the, the long term, you know, winners. Well, you know, Luke mentioned the what, like right now, the top holdings in our portfolio. You got like, you know, first of all, like who might benefit from this, you know, five uh, G cycle? The first thing coming into our mind is like semiconductor industries, and uh, so you know. Five g is all about connecting everything together as much faster you know of speed. and you has much m- m- high like capacity. It's just four g is about connecting people. Five g is just extending that to connecting everything. What the, the reason we call it the digital economy because it's really a process of digitalizing everything. So come to the basis. when you try to digitalize everything, you need a semiconductor chips to power that, right? So yep. to generate to digital, app, so like first of all we like semi names, and uh, we well, you know within semi names you get like you know exposure to the wireless communications, you know exposure to the high perform- high performance computing which is like a data center slash AI. Also the traditional you know uh, industrial and auto part. We again back to our thesis, we stay into the long term things. We we have much more exposure to the first two, uh, wireless communications. That's why you see Qualcomm. 12 volt in our portfolio. And also, but at this moment, we actually like the data center high performance computing part of the semi space, especially given this ARM based you know, uh, service yep. you know, coming up. Is that semi space is not boring at all these days? It's consolidating, new things are coming up every year. That's so exciting to support AI and uh, hyperscalers and the smart edge computing. That's where we find a lot of like exciting things going on. Uh, you, you you saw you saw uh, uh, you know uh, Qualcomm, uh, Qualcomm I mentioned. We also like Nvidia. We actually like a Marvel. I think we think Marvel is a turnaround story. Also very well positioned for this. You know, ARM-based. Uh, uh, That's interesting. That's mm-hmm. a stock that that I really have not heard talked about much recently at all.
2: It's an interesting what? one.
6: Take a look, and we like it. They they over the year, it's a turn round turn around the story.
2: Yeah, you here I'm gonna put five year chart of this one.
6: Mm-hmm. So that, so there it is. Yeah, it's All doing right. relatively well these days. They got rid of those like short cycle consumer based, you know, like product lines. Really, really focusing on the like data center data center part, especially on the ARM part. You know, like okay. the company, now like Amazon is doing their own ARM CPUs. If other like uh, hyper sailors, they want to do something. They if they couldn't like you know doing everything entirely entirely on their own, ARM is the perfect partner to have. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, now,
6: that's the same. Oh, uh, look. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Please go go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say we got a couple people
2: in the in the chat asking for for some deeper thoughts about AMD. I, any thoughts on that one?
6: Well, we we love AMD. We love AMD since Lisa Su took over the the the, the CEO position, and uh, this is. the it's, you know, we call AMD is a boring execution. If you go to our like, you know, LinkedIn or like Instagram, we are sharing what we saw from AMD all the time. We call it a boring execution. It's not AMD has been doing something magically. They have been telling everybody what they are going to do since like five years back. And they just execute so well. They're technology, product roadmap, every step, they have been executing so well under the leadership like you know Lisa Su. Well, you right. know, so that's the first leg of their, you know, growth, you know, they, they really, really like de-risk the, the company and having the better products and, you know, uh, 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 grow the earnings. Well, you know, that's uh, you, everybody remember last year, like the finally, you know, the competitors, you have to throw Intel into this, you know, last year, uh, Intel finally admitted they had troubles with their manufacturing process, right? That's the second quarter of the year and the stock tumbled. And that also boosted the the, the stock performance AMD. That gives AMD the second story to tell and it's multiple expansion. So it, it enjoyed that multiple expansion after Intel told everybody they kind of like fuck it up. Well, you know, things have changed a little bit. Things have changed a little bit since Pat came to rescue try to do something for Intel, try to you know, improve their manufacturing process and I think that's put a cap on AMD uh, at least the multiple expansion story is a little bit harder to tell at this moment we have to wait and see, but fundamentally we just love the company, love the execution, love where they're going and the, 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 the theme, the, you know, uh, <laughs> this is, it's a growing, this is what I mentioned earlier uh, you want to focus on where the pie is growing bigger and faster. Definitely, Intel. Uh, sorry, AMD is onto it. Hey guys, can you see me? Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh,
2: well, what, what, one more question. So, so the Nasdaq is still about five percent off of its all-time high. Uh, the, the, the the ETF again, W W U G I. Again, that's the ticker there, guys. Uh, obviously, came under some pressure when when, when tech stocks corrected. What what contributed to, to some
6: of that downside in the ETF? Like, like what were some okay, of the, we, the main stocks lo- that got hit? Would love to explain that. It's a very very good question. You know, uh, well, if you want to talk about that, you have to talk about like you know everybody knows like uh, you know the the, the risk market ten year Treasury yield was under pressure still a little yep. bit under the pressure, and that actually has basically nothing to do with the the stock you know equity market itself. It's all coming from the the risk market. Uh, uh, first of all, this is uh, you know growth portfolio to certain extent. We like you know growthy names, you know no doubt about that. Well, it comes with a cost. A certain name, at least on the surface, it looks expensive. If you look at the the, the traditional value metrics, valuation metrics, yep. well, although we disagree, you know uh, it looks expensive. But if you know the business well, they are not that expensive at all. Some of them are actually very cheap, given the potential we might be able to achieve. But you know, since the, 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 the middle of February, the middle of February, the treasury yield market is putting a lot of pressure on the financial conditions. The symptom is what the real yield. Sorry, I'm getting into a little bit like too technical here. The real yield is rising really, really fast. It was around like negative eighty bips to negative hundred bips, which was supporting devaluation and the growth of stocks why you know when you have lower real yield and you know the market are willing to give like you know uh, uh, companies like a higher valuation also you know that supports you know hyper growth names because they are all long duration assets most of their ad values are like coming from the term value what they can deliver 5 10 years down the road they are very sensitive to the, the change of the yep. real yield well, real yield is rising so fast that's put a lot of pressure on those stocks. Market were in the mode of you know shooting first, ask the questions later. I think that contributed to a lot of like names. No matter your good names or bad names, if you're in the growth camp, if you are in the you know expensive stocks camp, you get killed first. And then you know I think we are getting to the, the 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 step. Uh, market starts asking the questions. Well, I think that the, the good ones, the ones actually not that expensive, can deliver the, the growth they promised to the market, to the investors. They have the better chance to come back. Well, I do tell people, you know, I don't think the, neg- the real yield is going to go back to the negative 100 bips. Probably we are going to find the equilibrium around the negative 50 bips, which is supporting the devaluation the, the of the whole market, but just not as supportive as last year so a lot of like a dream stocks you know the price by dreams and don't yep. give your solid you know growth trajectory and uh, not able to execute should be you know very careful with those names
2: okay and and Bruce let me ask you one more question so so are are you the one who, who's managing the the ETF and doing the stock picking is are there other folks at the, at the company who are
6: doing that or or how does well, that process more work that's also another good question. We have two research teams. One is in the US, the other one is back in China. You look at our portfolios. We have actually pretty good like exposure to Chinese, Asian, you know, like yeah. Taiwan, Singapore. So we want to be the, the group. You know, it's a group of like five yeah. people now already. <laughs> we do it's just like a hedge fund. We do the solid the fundamental research. We we, we wanna have access to the management team and really to know the business well on both China and the US. I think that, you know, in, the, in the 5G cycle, that's where the growth, in terms of regions, that's where the growth is coming from. Well, at this moment, we see more opportunities with hard science, hard technologies in US, and the soft science the application levels are more coming from China or Asia. But that yep. dynamic, dynamic might shift or change. We won't be the one being able to call it and capture that. So yeah, so it's not only me, I have like a focus, you know, working in both U.S. and China. There we go. All Mm -hmm. right, guys, there you
2: heard it. Bruce joining the Power Hour. First time on the Power Hour. I told him this is the ideal one. This is the fun one, the gimmicks. He definitely delivered on the ideas. Digging into some of your your tickers out of the chat. Again, I'm going to put the ticker of, of the ETF. He and his team, we now know it's a team actively manages the ticker W U G I dropping it in the chat. there. Look, look, looking for next gen, looking for tech Bruce. Thank you so much for, for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Drewski, What would you think of that?
1: Yeah. A lot of great information, you know, investing in semis, investing in 5G is, can be very complicated. It can be a little bit overwhelming which ones do you pick, right? You know, I was a fan of Skyworks, I know Qualcomm's a great name out there. You're comparing their metrics, the companies they deal with, it can be a little overwhelming. So finding an ETF like that is actually something that I like to do. You know, it takes a little bit of pressure off yourself. You know, these names can get very complicated, you don't know where they're headed, you know, what CPU and all these other kind of acronyms, if you're not too big into, you know, the whole tech space, it can get a little overwhelming. So I do like those plays, and he definitely sounds like someone Knows what he's talking about. He's got a team in the US, he's got a team in China. I yeah, think, think really he's interesting.
2: The 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 sort of the, the geographical spread. Uh, and real quick, I see some people talking about CCL, Carnival cruise lines in the chat. Uh Carnival, Ryanair, uh, a handful of these of these travel stocks, especially ones with European exposure, are getting smacked today. Uh, basically, there is concern for a third COVID wave in Europe. Uh, a lot of Europe hasn't gotten the, the same vaccine distribution that we've had. Israel's had. I think Israel led the world. I mean, they've been done vaccinating like three weeks ago. Um, but, but, but that's the, the reason for the movement there. Uh, and and I've, I've got to bounce in a minute here, guys, but, but I'm going to spaz out one more time. Uh, and, and then we're, we're going to bring some more guests on to, to talk some more trade ideas, uh, some ah, swing setups, some technical setups, et cetera. But, but my last time to spaz for the day. Pulling it up. Drum roll on this one. <laughs> All right. Support.com. Come come to the front, support.com. Ticker S-P-R-T, Sandy Papa, Romeo, Tango. Go to our trusty Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. We see right up at the top here, support.com shares are trading high after the company announced a merge agreement with Bitcoin miner, green ridge generation holdings okay so here we have a classic case of a small cap company 40 million million dollar market cap before this news came out right 40 million there it is uh a a random stock getting into something that is not their main business and running the stock price up okay i do not buy these stocks all right whenever you see when we're about to see it for nfts we've already started You've got more NFTs coming. You're going to have companies that that make chemicals. You're going to have companies that that are involved in industrials saying that they are now an NFT play. Whenever we have the new hot thing, crypto is still absolutely a hot thing. We get a wave of companies saying, hey, I am now officially in this thing. So buy my stock that happened clearly with support.com today. It's working for them. Check it out. Stocks up 204% gapped from two dollars to now seven bucks uh is as high as over nine six fifty one was the last trade my opinion i do not buy these stocks more often than not you see the slow trickle of death afterward let me show you my favorite offender in this category i'm gonna hit a five-year chart on this one mr kodak kodak black getting pardoned over here uh still can't believe that happened uh but check this out kodak uh, went went from three dollars a share all the way up to thirteen dollars a share uh that this was back in 2017 when bitcoin was making that 20k run kodak came out and said we are not a camera company you assholes we are a blockchain company slow trickle of death and then check this out I got more internet hate in my life for betting against kodak when it became a covid stock than any other time in my life check this out Co- Co- kodak uh, went from two dollars all the way up to sixty bucks when the company came out and they said we are no longer a camera chemical etc company. We are now a COVID play. We're uh, going to be working on COVID drugs. And then of course you got the slow. I mean it was a pretty quick trickle of death. Here, here's one year on that one. It only took a few days. Hit that thing with puts. It died. Uh, so so uh, again that that that's that's my spiel on these companies that all of a sudden start doing something that they don't do. You know, it, it, it's a hustle. I, I do not like these stocks. If, if you hit them and you're right, good for you. Congratulations. We'll all clap for you by ourselves at home. Um, but Jesus Christ, support.com. I mean, let, let's go to their website. I haven't even checked this out yet. Support.com. We're doing this together for the first time. World's home sourcing lend- leader for uh, customer support. But now all of a sudden it is a Bitcoin miner. So if you need... If your business needs help for customer support and your business needs uh, Bitcoin mining, I guess you should go to support.com. That's why I hate that one. Free Kodak. Uh, and, and with that, Drewski, I'm going to say everybody hit hit the follow on Twitter. I'll drop the link in the chat here in a second. So hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share this stream. Drew, producer AB are about to take this thing over. Uh, I am going to be getting prepared for our big biotech conference, guys. Check this out. I know I said one more thing. I've got a bad habit of saying one more thing and doing eight more things, <laughs> uh, but but check this out. Here, here's my trusty Benzinga Pro. I'm going to go over to my, my gainers and losers widget. I use this thing every single day to see all the stocks that are up and down. And so if we set this to today, we look at all these stocks that are way up and way down today with the exception of support.com. Uh, check it out. A lot of them are these biotech stocks, right? Here's one. I'm guessing this is one. Uh, here's one, here's one, uh, etc. Wednesday and Thursday this week, guys, Benzinga, on this channel, we are hosting a small cap biotech conference. We're going to hear from 60 companies in the biotech space over the course of two days. There are going to be presentations back to back to back to back to back, rapid fire telling us here's why our company is a compelling investment idea. So don't miss that. Stay tuned. I'm about to go over to that. Hit, Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and have some fun with Mr. Drew, producer A. B. Throw me the follow on Twitter, guys! And without further ado, happy trading.
8: Great exit from Luke there. What Back up, y'all? How we doing today? We're killing it. How are you, producer? Can a? you hear me? Okay, I'm just using my my laptop mic because I'm in the I'm in a hotel right now. So if my my connection gets all bad, it's it's the hotel, not me. No, you're looking great. Sounding great. Um,
1: Luke was just talking about NFTs and Kodak. I think honestly, I would not be surprised. I was going to ask him this question: Do we think that Kodak's going to
8: drop some type of NFT? That's a good. That's a good point. I mean, they're already in the uh, you know development. I don't know. I don't even know. Do they still develop film and stuff for, for photos? I mean, they, it seemed like that'd be a pretty easy transition. I've seen some other companies are kind of integrating, like, a physical copy of an NFT. Like, it's like a – have you seen that? Yeah, like, are you referring to Beeple's
1: NFTs that he was selling? Like, they're physical, digital, like, uh, almost like a, a screen that he would sell with it.
8: I, I saw one, too, um, that was, like – someone opened a box. I saw, like, a TikTok or a video on Twitter of it where someone opened a box, pulled out, like, it looked like just, like, a glass square, and then they clicked a the button, and it, and it showed, like, the LeBron James card and the highlight they had. Really, so it's pretty cool to see like a physical copy of an NFT. Yeah, that is awesome for sure. Um, what, what have you been trading today, Drew? You got any 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 trades you were making today? I have not been
1: making any trades yet today. Kind of just holding right now. How about yourself?
8: Um, yeah, I had a few kind of like options open option contracts that we're moving today that I haven't really sold. Let I me, mean, I'm check my Robinhood real quick. Um, yeah. I had some open calls on Facebook. I was talking about last week because I liked last week, you know, just looking at the charts from a technical standpoint, seeing Facebook was kind of holding a lot of relative strength against other technology stocks. And um, part of that is, is their a lot of people are saying kind of the oculus vr side is being kind of undervalued right now because facebook is still being looked at on a macro level as like a social media company even though the way they're producing this uh you know ar vr through oculus is, is going to be really big apparently interesting have they yeah, gotten any recent
1: news on that ar vr side of things
8: yeah well there was an article that came out a couple of weeks ago um talking about how like more and more employees, they were essentially like transferring over to their AR, VR department. Um, I think the numbers were like 20% of their total workforce are now working on uh, the EV or not EV, AR. So augmented reality and VR virtual reality um, side of side of the Oculus, which, you know, it seems like they're kind of the leader in that space right now. I mean, I know Microsoft and Sony will probably in the future put out a vr version of the play playstation and xbox but for right now the oculus is far and away the leader in that market
1: yeah definitely i've used it i think once or twice before pretty incredible stuff um it should be interesting to see if there's a, a really like a use case in that for any you know engineer or anything um but for entertainment wise it's very fun um pretty exciting stuff there Uh, One stock I've been watching for the last month or so,
3: though. Hey, I'm going to teach both of you guys how to invest. (laughs) Let's do it. I'm ready. I've been waiting for this thing. 12% down a year to 100% up a year. My three year return is 480%. There is going to be a hedge fund started. Okay, you guys are hearing it first. Just letting you guys know do your thing. And we'll do a, you know, because there was a guy, uh, Mitch Hatch, he wanted a stock contest against me. We started and then he quit. <laughs> no, It couldn't happen. I am the stock king.
8: I, hey, I can't, I can't argue with that. I got to, you know, I'll, 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 we'll have to make some trades and go, oh, he's gone. Portfolio, <laughs> portfolio versus portfolio. Versus yeah. the stock king, ras himself. Well, I, I, hold on, I'm going to share this. I've got the article pulled up that I was talking about. Let me, uh oh uh-oh i'm getting i'm getting uh knocked on i'm on, on my hotel room i think they're trying to kick me out once but <laughs> no yeah so worry. so hold on let me go up so you can actually see this almost a fifth of facebook employees are now working on vr and ar wow i mean that's significant to me that a company of that magnitude is shifting their their workforce and their assets to that that side of the you know um, business yeah, that is extremely interesting,
1: right? Uh, 10,000 employees in the Reality Labs division. Uh, that's a lot of people, right? 10,000 people. That, that's kind of crazy to think about. And, you know, these are some of the most bright people on the planet, and they're all working on one thing. I'm i am extremely excited now. I didn't realize it was that big. That is some pretty uh, pretty substantial news there. It should be interesting to see what comes out of that.
8: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really... That, that was kind of my, you know, you asked if there was any news. I saw this, and I was like, you know, that's interesting, you know, and kind of just dove in. I'm didn't I'm not i not going to say more on it because I don't I didn't do a bunch of DD on it. I just kind of hopped into it. It has been working out so far. Um, Drew, I do see we have our, our next guest waiting. I'm going to go ahead and throw his uh, TikTok click in the chat, and let's go ahead and bring him on. I'm going to stop, uh, take the screen off. Brandon how we doing today I'm good what's up Drew and how are you doing Brandon I'm good I'm Aaron sorry it just says AB there but hey
4: Hey. hold on yeah my my camera is being whacked, but hey how you guys doing
8: (laughs) we're good I mean you know it's a you know how about you are you were you doing some trading today or
4: I was so today was kind of iffy you know market just chopping I only traded Facebook today that was the only thing um were you listening to us
8: we were just talking about Facebook?
4: Yeah, so <laughs> I'm saying over the weekend that Facebook had a huge gap to fill because if you zoom out to the monthly time frame, there is a huge bull flag and it finally broke it last, I think it was Thursday or Wednesday, my bad. So yeah, there is a huge gap to fill all the way to 300 and that's basically like all I was watching today. So that's the only trading I've done. Are yeah. you
8: still are you still pretty long Facebook or are you got out of those uh, uh, out of those trades today? I got out of it because in my opinion it's pretty
4: overextended. It had room to that three hundred level, which is just a like a psychological level, um, and it hit two ninety nine seventy one. So, you know, pretty close. But yeah. yeah, I think it's gonna pull back for a little bit. It still has a nice run to three hundred four sixty seven, which is all time highs. And then if it does break there um it has a it has a fib level all the way at 321 and nothing in between 304 and
8: 321 all right so i'm looking at i got the six month chart pulled up right here on benzinga pro i'm looking at so it looks like back on august 20th august 25th that's when you know kind of that in the fall we were seeing a lot a lot of strength in tech and a lot of strength in um you know those blue chip tech stocks between facebook amazon and since then a lot of them have been you know kind of doing this like trading flat since then Mm -hmm. um but i wouldn't be surprised if it comes back up and tests these you know 305 almost almost a 310 levels here in the next couple months yeah and then um also what i'm watching is going to be draft kings so draft
4: kings is actually setting up beautifully for an upside continuation um if it can hold above 72, I would say like 72, 75 by the end of today, there's a huge gap to fill all the way to 77, which is, again is another fib level. If you go pivot high, pivot low, I believe it's from that recent all time high, like way back. And then, yeah, just that one, two, seven extension lines up at 77. And I think they could possibly fill the gap. Got it. So that's another thing that I'm going to be watching very closely, especially for swings.
8: Yeah, I mean, I know we have a lot of attention on DraftKings, obviously with Kathy Wood being so long at everyone is, uh, you know, watching that one. Um, oh, Sorry, Brandon, let's back up real quick for a second since we didn't, I didn't really, you know, do a proper job of introducing you. Can you go ahead and just tell us our audience, like what about your TikTok page, kind of how you got started investing?
4: Yeah. So real quick, my TikTok is Brandon trades. I think you said you linked it in the comments. Um, but yeah, so, you know, long story short on how I started trading, um, I was going to college for criminal justice, realized that I really didn't want to do that. You know, it just wasn't for me. Um, I remember the first like time I started doing options trading, I only made $40 on a contract. That was it. But it it was within like 10 minutes. So I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. And then like, ever since then, it was just like, you know, I actually enjoy sitting here watching the charts every single day and like the money and everything is really good and then you know especially now because i have a bigger platform i think i have like eighty-five thousand followers on tiktok i have people messaging me all the time saying that i like inspire them and stuff like that so now it's just like it's not even about the money that i'm making it's more so like putting myself out there to inspire other people so that's what's really rewarding about this whole thing But yeah. definitely so brandon maybe kind of break down what
1: type of trader are you What type of setups do you look for, you know?
4: Yeah, so uh, mainly an options trader. Um, I'm very technical when it comes to my trades. Like, obviously, fundamentals are very important to me. But if there's some type of like fundamental news and the technicals do not line up with it, I'm not going to take the trade. So I would say like 99% of my trades are based strictly off of technicals. And um, I stick more to the bigger movers like Boeing, Facebook, Microsoft, stuff like that. Um, not so much, you know, the small cap stocks. So just mainly the stocks that move, you know, at least $5, 10 $15 a day. That's usually what I end up trading. Definitely.
1: I like that about Brandon. right? He knows exactly where he's at. He's not saying today I'm going to be fundamental. Today I'm only going to be technical. He knows exactly where he's at. You know, CCIV, we had some people kind of flipping, oh, you know, no, I'm in this for long term all of a sudden, you know. Brandon knows what he's getting in at, he knows how long he's going to hold it for, and he knows where he's going to exit. Super important, especially for a technical trader, guys. Really great stuff coming from there. Any other stocks you know you're watching for the rest of today, maybe some stuff you want to see in the rest of the week.
4: Yeah, so uh, Che is something I'm also watching very closely. If you zoom out to the daily time frame on Che, it's it formed a cup and handle, and it's currently trying to hold above it. Um, so like I said, I'm very technical when it comes to trading. The 55 EMA is what I'm looking at as my entry, which ends up lining up at 93.16. So it's currently above it right now. So I'm kind of looking for Chegg to hold above 93.16 by the end of the day. And then it has a straight shot to 97. So around a $4 move. And, you know, if you're trading options, $4 is, you know, quite a bit of money. So watching okay. that very closely. Uh, I said DraftKings, Facebook, you know, made most of its move. Um, I would also say Bed Bath & Beyond is something I've just been, you know, waiting around three weeks for um again if you go to the daily there is an ascending triangle and it looks like the entry would be above 33.44. if it holds above 33.44, there's a straight shot to 41 so those bed bath and beyond i've been waiting on for a few weeks but um i think today might be the day i end up taking chag maybe do some type of spread on it um and then like i said uh what was the other one uh draft kings. but yeah those are the three mains that i'll be watching for the rest of the week so
1: for chag when you're looking to
4: do a trade
1: on that are we looking at something you know a weekly trade what type of options are you going to be trading i know you talked about a spread you know what makes you decide the strategy that you're going to be implementing and then what kind of time frame are we looking at
4: Right. So, uh, the first thing I look at is the ATR, you know, how much does this thing actually move in a day? So Chegg, it looks like it moves. What is that? Uh, $5 a day. So it could fill the gap tomorrow if it really wanted to. Uh, but today it already moved almost $3. So I'm more than likely going to wait till tomorrow. Uh, if I'm going to day trade it, however, swings, I could put this thing on today. Cause it looks like it only has monthly expirations so i could do an april 16th contract 25 days from now um but the 95s they're a little expensive sitting at 355 so i might have to do you know some kind of debit spread maybe a butterfly spread um those are you know my favorite spreads to do but it it looks very good for upside potential and you know if it closes above that 9318
8: level it's got a straight shot to 97. So wait, so Brandon, real quick, you said when you started trading, did you start with options?
4: Mm-hmm.
8: What? How would you like, because I know for on your education or on your TikTok, you do some like educational material besides just, you know, trade ideas and, and stock pitches, essentially, what do you tell people that are like, just getting into options? Because obviously, it's kind of a riskier way to invest than, than just buying common stock. Yeah, so I mean, what i tell people
4: is really when you get into options you can make a lot of money or you can lose a lot of money so you got to be very patient you have to know like exactly what you're doing and i tell people whenever i like go to teach a new student i'm like it's probably going to take a year until like you're actually consistent with this because you know there's so much more that goes into it than you know buying a call and the stock goes up, you'll make money. You have, you know, the Greeks. So Delta, Gamma, Theta, and Vega and everything that plays a huge role. Um, But yeah, I tell everybody it's going to take time to specifically get good at options because there's so many other factors that play a role. You have spreads also. So if you buy in when the spread is huge, you know, you could get screwed in the long term. Right. That's what I tell people. But at the end of the day, it's very rewarding when you get good at it. And once you reach that one year mark, you know, it, the thing is with trading, the more you do it, the longer you do it, the better you get at it. So that's what I always tell people.
8: Right. And, um, what, like, what are the benefits to trading these bigger, uh, market cap stocks like Facebook and DraftKings and stuff trading options on, I know you pay like a higher premium, but you know, a lot of people, a lot of times I see people trading these swing options on these, on these cheaper stocks and stuff. But to you, what what is the benefit of sticking to these bigger stocks like Facebook?
4: Yeah. So like they're, they're proven companies. They've been here for such a long time. You know, a lot of these new stocks and you guys were talking about NFTs, which, you know, I'm pretty big on the, um, the, the NFT stocks, but a lot of them are going to say like, Hey, we're transitioning over to NFT or NFTs. But like in reality, they're not really known for doing that. Like you guys were talking about Kodak. So, you know, that thing shot up big time and then came back down way back, I don't even know how long ago it was. Um, but you know, if you trade Facebook, you know what Facebook is. So, and they're gonna be here for a very long time. So the reason I prefer trading these big cap companies is because one, they actually move a decent amount. Facebook moves $9.60 a day on average. So if you're trading options, $10 a day, that's pretty big. Especially if you have like a $40 Delta, that's huge. Um, but if you're trading like a small cap company, like, um, I don't know, OCG, which is another NFT name, they move uh, now they move two dollars. But like last week, it was less than a dollar. So you can't really do options on that.
8: Right. So you have the you know, that's what I like, too, about trading some of the bigger options with some of the bigger stocks like facebook and and apple and stuff is it's it's easy for them to see like you know like a two percent move for them is like five or six bucks and that can really you know make you at like 20 percent on a call option easy in a day yeah exactly and um also the smaller caps
4: what i've seen they're more prone to news if that makes sense so like a pretty if if uh ocg had bad news come out I've just seen the smaller caps react even more to it, but stuff like Boeing, it could have planes crashing and everything. It'll gap down pre-market, but it instantly comes straight back up. So that's another reason why I
8: stick to uh, the big caps. Speaking of Boeing, I'm going to pull that stock chart up real quick because what I think is interesting about this one, so we can look at the two year right here is um, pre-COVID you know, it was trading at 340 and obviously with COVID, you know, no one's flying, you know, whatever drops all the way down to, you know, I think below hundred briefly at yeah, 93, all the other airline stocks, if you look at them are basically back up to their, um, you know, pre COVID levels and it, Boeing still has a way to go there. And, you know, I know they've had other problems. They've had, you know, these, some problems with planes, but at the end of the day, like you said, Boeing's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So
4: that's a, that's another thing I noticed with Boeing 2 is, you know, it's all-time highs is in the 400s, it's only at 250. So it's got a it's got a long way to run. And uh from a technical standpoint, you know, it looks beautiful for a continuation to the upside. Right now it's just kind of flagging and uh what is that? 25371. Is a very important level for
8: Boeing. So as long as it can hold above that, yeah, right there. You said two fifty three seventy one. Yeah, so We're getting close. It's two fifty three eighty seven right now, but it's 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 hang, it's bouncing up. It looks like it's you know oh there it goes back up. It looks yeah. like it's hanging. It's gonna hang around right there. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I'm a very technical trader. Um, the eight
4: EMA is actually where that level is. The eight EMA if a stock closes below it on a daily time frame that's usually pretty bad for the stock um, i've just seen when it closes below the ADMA it tends to have more of a pullback to the downside so that's why i chose that 253 or yeah
8: 25375 area which is the ADMA so it seems like you 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 rely on some of these or not rely, but use some of these, you know, the the Greeks and some of these other technical indicators, where would you like direct a newer trader if they wanted to learn more about some of those? Um, yeah,
4: so, you know, there's tons of books out there that you could read tons of YouTube videos, mentors, you know, I, I dedicate a lot of my success to my mentor, to be honest with you, because he taught me everything. And he was trading for like 20 something years, So, you know, I got some pretty good education from him, but yeah, you can find mentors everywhere. You can find a bunch of YouTube videos that will explain this stuff books, but yeah, that's where I would direct people. So like, you know, properly educate
8: yourself uh, before you start using real money. And yeah, that's just what I would suggest. Is there one like technical indicator or one, you know, Greek that you would point people to be like, if you're going to start, you got to learn this. Honestly.
4: The Fibonacci sequence for exponential moving averages, in my opinion, is probably the most important. So if you just went on or go on Google and type in Fibonacci sequence, and you'll find a whole, uh, mathematical sequence. So it comes down to, uh, the main ones would be five, the five EMA, eight EMA, 21 EMA and 55 EMA. Um, and once you learn how to master those four EMAs, the, those EMAs probably dictate 95% of my trades, to be honest with you. So,
8: yeah, I would start there with those EMAs. Drew, how, how do you feel on that stuff? Do you, do, you, do you need Brandon to break down what an EMA is for you real quick? Yeah.
1: Kind of explain to us, you know, why you use Fibonacci's. What do you like about exponential moving averages? You know, tell us yeah. a little bit more about that stuff.
4: Yeah, so... Real quick, uh, Fibonacci, just a famous mathematician uh, from, I think it was Italy, but he found when you add up a certain sequence of numbers in a certain order, it applies to many things in life. So if you went on Google right now and you typed in Fibonacci in nature, you're going to see it applies to stuff like acorns, sunflowers, snakes, just all this random stuff. It's weird. But really what the sequence comes down to, and I'll just, you know, describe it real quick. You start with one plus one equals two, two plus one equals three, three plus two equals five, five plus three equals eight, so on and so forth. So that's how I get the five, eight, 21 and 55 EMAs just from that, you know, addition. Um, But once I learned that from my mentor and I went back and I like back-tested these specific exponential moving averages, it's crazy how, like to a T, the stock, like the price of the stock will react to these moving averages. So something like the five EMA, whenever the stock gets overextended from it, it'll always pull back to it. So uh, if we looked at Boeing, do you saw Boeing up? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you go to the daily on Boeing, um, the the 15th,
8: when it hit 278. Okay. Let me go back to the. We're looking at uh, March 15th, you said? Yeah.
4: So um, it got super overextended from the daily or yeah, from the daily five EMA. So the daily five EMA at that point was all the way down at, I don't have my glasses on my bed, uh, 254. So the fact that Boeing was now $24 above the five EMA, you know, it's evident that it's going to pull back. And it did just that it pulled right back to the five EMA the following day. And then the day after that, it continued to go back up in price before getting pulled again.
8: Got it. So So. anytime you see, if you see a company like, and I don't know if I asked you this, but so you I I know you trade options. I assume you you buy puts too, like you'll, you'll try to, you'll trade on both sides. Yeah. So if you see a stock kind of go up that much above its EMA, that's a good sign for you that there's going to be a, a pullback. Yeah. So, if it gets super
4: overextended like that, I'll definitely do uh day trade puts. I just need like a smaller time frame to confirm. Um, but yeah, when it gets overextended like that from the daily five EMA, that is definitely something you want to look at, especially if you want to try to get some puts.
8: Yeah. And then Brandon, I don't know what you use to like, tra- you know, do track your Fibonacci's and stuff, but you can actually share your screen real quick if you want. And what I want to kind of, you know, do is take a ticker out of the chat and just see, kind of how you would set that up and look at it yeah so how do i share my screen there's a uh, button right below or on the bottom that says share screen and it'll have a different options um so if you have it open in a browser it's easiest to just share that specific tab all right let's see yes yeah, so if you open the the tab first and then you click that button and go to on the far right side it'll say share tab or share window browser and then just click on on whatever oh yeah you got it I got it. Cool. Yep. Um, so you want to look at, uh, BBY. Okay.
4: I would say this probably wouldn't be the best. Um, are you talking
8: about Fibonacci retracement or the EMAs? Um, either, way just ba- basically, I just want to see your, your kind of, um, well, I guess for the Fibonacci, it'd have to be like a good candidate for it. Do you have one in mind that, you know, for that? Yeah. So for the Fibonacci
4: retracements, um, Facebook, beautiful example. Now, So last week I ended up putting on $320 calls for Facebook uh, expiring 416, we flipped out for hundred percent, but the whole reason I chose that 320 is because for Fibonacci retracement, you have to start from a pivot high to a pivot low. So if we just took this all time high way back here at 304.67 to the low right here, and we just drew a line, the 127 extension lines up perfectly with 321 that's why i bought the 320 so you'll notice a lot of the times especially with fibonacci retracement as soon as it breaks the 100% which would be here at 30467 it's usually pretty quick to gap fill to 127.2 um so i think a good example would be draftkings because we did a draftkings swing trade um a few weeks ago when I had to do this. I don't know if it's still on my chart. I think it is. Yeah, so right here. Um if we took took the pivot high a bit low of this all-time high back here, let me actually put on the 100% fib level. Let's see. So, you know, going way back, this was the all-time high for DraftKings. Now, as soon as it broke the 100% in reality, you have nothing else blocking it from going to that one, two, seven extension, which was right here. So. If there is a one, two, seven extension and no other resistance, the market's going to be pretty quick to gap fill that before having some kind of price reaction. Um, now if we zoom back even further and we take this pivot high to this pivot low, you can see, we have a one, two, seven extension lining up right here. So, now, the way I'm looking at it, right, is that if we break above this 127 extension, there's now nothing blocking it till right here. No resistance. We're at all time highs. We have to use a fib level. So, what did it do? It gap filled here first, and then it gap filled all the way up to here before it gave a pretty, you know, decent pullback. So, now looking at DraftKings yet again, we have all these pivot high to pivot lows on the Fibonacci. And there is nothing blocking it from here to here. That's why I think they're going to gap fill that 77. That's why I'm watching it very closely. And uh, going back to the five EMA, the reason that DraftKings pulled back today was because it was all the way up here at open and the five was all the way down here. What did it do? It pulled back straight to the five and actually almost hit the eight before going back up in price. So
1: awesome. So when you're doing that pivot, high pivot, low um, it's a little bit after the stock, obviously the stock is, you know, maybe hit an all time high or just like a good high for a short term. And then you wait for it to hit a low, maybe trade for a day or two. And then you, you do the pivot, high pivot, low, or, or how are you setting it up on your
4: chart? Yeah. So you need to have like a defined pivot, high pivot, low. So you're not going to know, that this was the pivot low until probably right here so um here let me let me actually just draw one real quick so if we notice this was a pivot high right here to a pivot low we're not going to know it's a this is like the legit pivot low probably till here or here mm-hmm. so all we would do take that high to that low and you know notice the price action once it hits these extensions it's actually. In my opinion, it's pretty crazy, but, um, but yeah, it, like out of everywhere, it could have stopped and based as support multiple times. Why here? It's because of a fib level from this, from this pivot high to this pivot low, my bad. So in this setup, would you wait for it to
1: break out of that a hundred percent? You know, I know you've talked about that a little bit. Are you waiting maybe for it to kind of rebound to one of the other levels before you get in? Do you like to buy the dip or buy the rip?
4: So in these kind of setups where you know I'm kind of waiting for or so I'm expecting it to eventually break the 100% and go straight to the 127. Mm-hmm. That's where the moving averages come in handy. So, you know, if we look at the 5, 8, 21 EMA, you can see that they're all stacked on top of each other and you can see that they're, you know, kind of hinting to us that DraftKings is going to continue in price. So In this area, usually the way I use the five and eight is if I notice the stock is just holding above the five and eight EMA, I'm gonna take a swing trade for a continuation to the upside. All this thing has to do is close below the eight EMA and I'll probably be stopped out of the trade. So if we were looking at this scenario right here, five days in a row, DraftKings just sat here and constantly got wicks off of the eight EMA. So what happened? As soon as it broke the 127, it went straight to the 127. So I would use the 127 as a price target. And like, I'm really giving up this much of a stop loss, probably like 10, 15% to make unlimited upside. And I've done this so many times on so many different trades. It's just, it's crazy. I don't know about you, Drew. I don't know about you, Drew, but I like unlimited upside.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I'm more of a selling options guy. I'd like to sell puts and sell calls on some stocks uh, when I see opportunity, but don't get me wrong. um, If you know what you're doing, you definitely can maximize returns. Who doesn't like unlimited upside. Right. But kind of circling back to something you're getting at, I know that you really like to talk about this brand on your TikTok risk and reward. So as a new trader, you know, the first time I trade options, I I did a few all ins. I'm guilty. I've done it before. Um, luckily I didn't blow up an account, uh, that when I did that. Um, but how do people, or how should people, should I say, how should people manage risk and reward, right? These trades, you said you made a hundred percent, you know, you're putting stop losses, 10, 15%. Those are you know big numbers, right? How much should I be throwing on one of these option trades? What are you like? What, per, what type of percentage are you throwing on one of these trades?
4: Um, so as for stop loss, I don't really have like a set percentage. I would just say it really depends where you enter as far as technically, because uh, if we go to the Facebook day trade today, um, if we go down to the five minute, there's so many like different chart indications that we can use to help skew the risk to reward. So if we're looking at Facebook on the five minute, it was forming a bull flag. So a bull flag, a continuation pattern to the upside, all this thing had to do was close below the bull flag and I was stopped out of the trade. So in reality, it was probably 15, 20% if I had to guess on a day trade. And you can see Facebook ran all the way from, how much was that? From the breakout of the bull flag, like six bucks. So if I entered right here, I'm giving up less than a dollar, 80 cents for $6 of upside and options. That's huge. Um, if we go to my silver trade from a long time ago, I
8: don't even know if I saw the chart. Two- um, Real quick brand. It's going to have to be the last chart we got to look at. We got another show starting, but, uh, go ahead and finish up. All right, cool, cool. Um, and then
4: going back to the moving averages, Uh, 21 EMA, very important level. So like I said, when you get overextended from the 5 EMA, it always pulls back. So earlier in the day, super overextended. I waited for it to come back, hit the 21 EMA. And you can see, I still have it drawn on my chart. This was my stop. I entered right here. So I'm probably giving up 10% on this contract. Gapped up 100% this day. So half, last half was like 220%, something crazy
8: like that. Wow. Awesome. I
6: would say yeah, it really
8: depends where you enter. Got it. Definitely. I was going to say thank you for joining us. I'm going to uh, link your TikTok in the, in the comments one last time. So if people can go follow you there and, and get some more information from you there. Cool. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Drew, any last questions for Brandon? No, I
1: think that's all. Appreciate you Brandon coming out. Great information spread. Uh,
8: definitely drop a like guys as we go into the next show awesome i appreciate we got we got spencer coming on with the etf special show so if you're if you want to learn some more about etfs and stick around with spencer
0: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar